Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Ariel Tianko. And I'm Summers McKay. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions to news. We bring you reader-funded solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy, folding your laundry while having jet-lag-worthy podcast. Today is Tuesday, the 17th of May, 2022. Hello, Ariel. How are you today? I am doing well. You alluded to my jet lag in the opening. Yes. I did. I'm back in Amsterdam, so a few hours, I think it's six or seven hours difference from Toronto. So, yep, (laughs) trying to be productive Mm -hmm. as I'm up all night. That's a big trip. That's a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. So before we came onto the record, you actually shared with me some interesting news slash perspectives from the striking workers in the airport in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And something that I had never actually really thought about, but I'll preface this by saying that I have probably flown through that airport 12 to 15 times in my life, but I've only ever visited Amsterdam three times, right? I've only ever stayed and been there for a long time. So so what's going on right now? And you yeah. said that the tail end of your travel was a little bit challenged because of the strike. Yeah, there are a lot of staff shortages right now in Schiphol Airport. And that's because, of course, the employees need to get paid more. And then the other thing is that I think the general community is concerned about how many flights are just connecting or passing through Amsterdam and leaving their, you know, pollution everywhere. Abundant pollution. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And not actually staying to boost the economy Mm -hmm. of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not an authority on the subject, but it's definitely something that needs to be addressed properly. Right now, I think the way that the problem is being addressed is, is that they're just saying, oh, well, flight is going to be green soon. Don't worry, just hold tight and everything is going to to stop being a pollution problem, which is not it's not necessarily going to happen that way or that quickly. So, right. I don't know. In right. the meantime, my partner and I were just stuck in line in customs and the line was huge. Uh everyone was confused. There weren't many signs to tell people where to go. And that was kind of frustrating, but we made it through, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thankfully. Well, you know, I think it's so interesting because when we think about some of these challenges, whether it's air travel being a big pollutant contributor to our earth, or we think about wage levels for employees. And it's just interesting that at a place like a major international airport like Schiphol, they're all kind of coming together, right? And that is a fascinating challenge and also Mm -hmm. an opportunity for a lot of really good solutions. That's not one of our stories today, but I just thought it would be valuable for our listeners to get a little, mm-hmm. you know, on-site perspective. Yeah, of, inside scoop. Yeah, the lines inside are really scoop. long. <laughs> exactly. Of what it's like to be traveling and, you know, how travelers are affected. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you're back in the Netherlands safely. Yes, me too. It's funny now because our time zones are going to be off again and you have to figure out when to record. And I'm going to say good morning and you're going to say actually early afternoon yeah. or evening. <laughs> But uh, I think we have some fun, interesting stories about alternative energy today to talk about, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. Oh, wait, before we do, I have one fun thing to announce in my birds, bees, and bugs obsession. 
Remember how there was like a teeny tiny little nest with six eggs in my daughter's fairy garden? Oh, yes. The babies are here. Oh, my gosh. They all survived, all six eggs? All six of them. All six babies are here. And I'm the only one who's looked because I have not let Brennan outside ever since like we just – because Mama Bird was like going crazy and Daddy Bird was Mm -hmm. making lots of noise. And so we're like, something's happening. And so I went out and checked. (laughs) So for this week, nobody's allowed on the back patio. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Unfortunately, Denali Sally is still at puppy camp, so he's not going to harass them. But I need to figure out what kind of bird it is exactly Mm -hmm. so I know how long before we can use our backyard. But yes, the babies are here. So springtime. (laughs) It's very springy. Speaking of this beautiful, wonderful world we live in, what do you want to talk about? Okay, well, I'll start mine off because I was pretty excited to choose this headline and it didn't really have anything to do with the actual story. So basically, the reason I chose this headline today is because I was listening to a podcast a few days ago about different elements and how they affect our world. And one of these featured elements was lithium. It's one of the most basic elements out there on the periodic table, but it plays a huge role in our world. It's actually commonly used to treat bipolar disorder, which many people probably knew, but that was new to me. And it helps reduce the severity and frequency of mania. It relieves or prevents bipolar depression. It has the power to reduce the risk of suicide. And I guess it is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I was extra, you know, interested in it. Uh, although you should always be interested in your mental health. Mm-hmm. and It's not just a May thing. Yeah, it's not just for May. It's for every day. <laughs> <laughs> no mo May is just in May. Mental health is year round. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cool that this element helps people balance their emotional and mental state. And, you know, that's just mm-hmm. fascinating to me. So as soon as I saw lithium in another headline, I'm like, yes, that's the one. So without further ado, my headline reads... Breakthrough Method That Rescues Lithium from Wastewater. Mm -hmm. So as most of us know, electric vehicles are the future of transport. The sales keep going up every year, and I think electronic vehicles are going to play a huge role in how we hopefully successfully answer the problem of climate change because they reduce greenhouse gases and non-renewable resources used up by humans. But one of the key components of electric batteries, which are used to power the electric vehicles, is the key element of lithium. And of course, with the growing demand of lithium batteries, the world will face kind of like a supply problem. However, researchers at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory have come up with an innovative solution that involves creating a method to extract lithium and other minerals from wastewater. I'm just going to read this part of the article because I don't fully understand what's going on in terms of how the technique works, but it says that it works by recruiting magnetic nanoparticles and magnetic fields to bind to specific materials in the water, which are then extracted. So where does this wastewater come from? The wastewater that's left over from industry and brine from geothermal power systems are sources that could be used in this method. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, geothermal power because of how they relate to heat pumps and how heat pumps are a better way, a more eco-friendly way to heat your home or even cool it down. So using these sources means that there's partial cleanup of the environmentally harmful waste products that are involved in those systems. And right now, the U.S. has over 100 geothermal power plants, most of which are pretty small. And entrepreneurs are currently looking to expand the geothermal power plant presence 
to make geothermal a larger part of the energy mix and importantly, move us towards a greener energy system. So with the expansion of these plants comes an opportunity for more sources of lithium. So it kind of solves two problems at once. Now they're looking at whether or not the extraction method is beneficial. So the lab predicts that around 1 trillion gallons of water are produced annually by the U.S. with an average of nine parts per million lithium in this water. So 34,000 tons of lithium per year could potentially be recovered, which is several times higher than the amount that the country is, well, that the U.S. is currently producing. This approach to lithium production has the potential for the U.S. to produce more lithium to meet electric battery demand and for the element to be extracted in a more eco-friendly manner. So the next steps are to bring down the cost for extracting lithium from wastewater because there's still kind of a low concentration of the element within the wastewater. But now we're working on looking for ways to make the process cheaper. So, you know, it's not a fully baked solution yet, but it's on the way. Yeah, what this solution speaks to is looking at our waste differently, Mm -hmm. looking at all waste and saying, where can we find resources within it and understanding that perhaps some of our, you know, toss it out into the ocean or, you know, put it into a landfill mindset is actually losing a lot of valuable resources. So it's not just about the fact that we have sort of an over-reliance on lithium for these batteries and that Lithium is, you know, a compound that needs to be harvested in order to keep serving the need, but it's also about looking at waste and saying what in our waste is valuable. Yeah, we shouldn't waste our waste. Exactly. Exactly. Poop matters. (laughs) (laughs) Although I I highly doubt there's a lot of lithium in poop, but you know what I mean. It's in the wastewater because it's rinsing off of all the things. I like this solution. Speaking of powering computers, because Everybody, I'm sure if you look around yourself, whatever you are listening to this podcast on, I can almost guarantee you has a lithium battery Mm -hmm. in it. I have a story about how maybe it could be an algae battery instead. Mm. Mm. My headline reads, algae powered a basic computer for over six months. Now, Scientists from the University of Cambridge have proven that computers can not only coexist with the living world, but can also be powered by it. Cambridge researchers developed a system of a similar size to a AA battery with a type of non-toxic algae called synechocystis that naturally takes in solar energy by photosynthesis. This produces a small electrical current that interacts with the aluminum electrode attached to the system and powers the microprocessor. The system operates on essentially biological and very, very renewable energy. It was also made largely of recycled materials, meaning it could easily be replicated and scaled to be smaller or larger. According to researchers, this sort of technology would be particularly useful for isolated devices that need to be powered far off electrical grids where electricity is limited. I would like to just take a moment and give myself an applaud for remembering how to say synechocystis. Woo! (laughs) But basically, if you think about it, guys, algae lives on sunlight. The biochemist Christopher Howe, who was part of this study, is quoted as saying, the growing internet of things needs an increasing amount of power, and we think this will have to come from systems that can generate energy rather than simply store it, like batteries, right? Batteries, when they're out of energy, need to be recharged. Well, let's have systems that actually create their own energy. 
As I mentioned, the device needs nothing other to survive and produce energy than sunlight, which is its main source of food. That being said, it can still produce energy after the sun has gone down, just not as much. You know, photosynthesis is still in process, even not in direct sunlight. But this union of algae and tech could be used in a myriad of applications and could play a vital role in future initiatives to power essential technology in remote locations, like a desalinization unit on a remote seaside village. So again, looking at algae, looking at waste, looking at things you would typically just sort of say, ugh, gross, and saying, what can we use it for? What can we learn from it? Mm -hmm. I love the idea of an algae-powered computer. Yeah, it's so cool that now we're actually really looking into the earth to provide the solutions to the problems we've made. You know, like nature has a lot to offer us, a lot of solutions right under our noses if we just uh, kind of go to the source. Yep. It seems like algae can do everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. Aren't we supposed to eat more algae? And then there was the spirulina that tastes like... Um, like smoked salmon? The smoked salmon spirulina. Yeah. <laughs> and algae like air purifiers you can like yeah you know have algae based sequins was that something that we wrote about oh right right algae based um glitter yeah 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 the glitter so i i think i told everyone i bought the yes the very expensive biodegradable <laughs> algae based glitter so again let's find out just like the wastewater treatment how to make it more economically efficient mm. you know we've got to make all these solutions more economically efficient all right now, in order to do that, we need people to be really smart and really focused for a long time. So this headline, adding blueberries to your diet could help stave off dementia, is for you. <laughs> also, an x-ray explosion of a white dwarf star captured for the very first time. Did you see the lunar eclipse the other night? What? No. Oh, it was really cool. Oh, that's right. You were flying. You wouldn't have seen it. I was folding. <laughs> you, oh, no, you were folding. Yeah, no, you should have. Yeah, I was folding. I was folding my laundry. You should have gone outside. Yeah. Oh, well. Researchers have taught drones to survive any weather. Oh, these drones, they're getting smarter and smarter, and now they're hardier and hardier. And positive parasites, how deer and ruminant pests help the overall ecosystem. What else do we have, Ariel? There's a species of East African jumping spider that targets recently fed mosquitoes. Interesting. <laughs> I wish it would target hungry mosquitoes so yeah, we get them before they eat Exactly. Me. I skimmed through that article and, and they use like the red stomach of the mosquito as kind of like a bullseye. I don't know. Read the article. Find out, everybody. Europe may launch a plan requiring solar panels on all public buildings by 2025. That would be amazing. Start a garden journal to promote the health of your personal ecosystem and why we need to educate about menopause in the workplace. That's a part one to, I suppose, a two-parter. So that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Optimist Daily Update. We promise to continue to share positive, solution-based stories with ideas on how you can participate in this changing world and ensure it is change for the good. We promise to cover the current events with accuracy, legitimate sources, and offer you the information needed most to chart new paths for all of us. Everybody, we're really excited. We have our first sponsor here at The Optimist Daily. We are growing, we are changing, and we are drinking Ticino. We'll tell you more. You know, we've been teasing about it. But check out Ticino. Check out our link on theoptimistdaily.com and buy Ticino from there to support us, to support our podcast, and participate in reader-supported independent journalism. Be part of the solution, changing consciousness, and addressing our world's biggest challenges with a problem-solving mindset. 
everybody, enjoy your podcast. Tell us that you like them. Share us on your socials and help us keep the Optimist Daily free to all who need it, supported by those who can. We'll be back tomorrow with more solutions.